Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of everything that's going on around us. I say it all the time because it's a fact. I'm just excited about what God is doing for us today. I know a lot of things are going on. Um, people are dealing with many things today. People trying to find jobs, um, keep their homes together, walk with God, and live life. So today, I want to talk to you about life. You know, you, you, you hear many stories about people lie and the things that they've done, whether good or bad. So today I want to talk to you about journey, about the journey in life. We're taking in God's journey for us. Bow your head for me. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. And if I have those that's under the sound of my voice and those that are listening and watching this broadcast, wherever they may be, whatever country they may be, meet every need, protect them, oh God, and cover them with your precious blood. Break every yoke around them. I bind the hands of the enemy on every hand. I claim victory in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. It's not surprising that today many people go on a daily journey. And you know, sometimes my wife would make a statement about how some people leave work or leave home in the morning to go to work and never come back home. And how um, people go to work, arrive at work, and never get to leave that job. They die there. Journey. What is our journey? What is your journey? What is the journey that God has appointed for you? Every man, woman, boy, or girl is on some journey in life. And it's just interesting that everybody, I don't care whether they're rich, poor, white, green, Chinese, I don't care. Whatever their nationality, whatever their race is, their language is, their wealth status, their poor status, everybody's on a journey. Every single one of us, including me, is on a journey. Let us go to Proverbs chapter 7, verse 19, and let's talk about journey. A lot of us are on a journey. And the funny part about this, some people don't know what journey they're on. Some people have no clue of the journey that they're on. Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 19, it says, For the good man is not at home, for he is gone on a journey. But a good man is not at home, 
or he's gone on a long journey. In this scripture, it's really talking about the Lord. He had left earth, gone on a journey back to home, expecting us to live our life on God's highway journey. That we will walk before God in the land of the living until the Lord returns to snatch away his church and those that have lived right and walked right for before him. Journey. Many people are taking journeys. Many people at the end of their journey, some of them are going to cut their journey short. That's something to think about. Many people are not going to live to 40. Many people are not going to live to 30. Many people are not going to live to 25, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them are going to cause their journeys to be cut short by their lifestyle. But in this passage of scripture, the Lord has gone on a journey as a man that went on a long journey. According to our time, it's a long journey. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and God put them out of the garden, they thought that God was going to come back in five regular days and fix everything for them and make everything right for them. And they, we had a, they had a whole other story to find out that that wasn't God what God was saying because uh, a day in God's eyes is as a thousand years. Now you got to read up on your story. And what's unique about journey is that everybody Living gets to go on a journey. That's just amazing. Some people don't realize it, but your life is on a, a journey. You're on that roadway going somewhere, taking a journey. Whether you're going down a highway of sin or whether you're going down a highway of righteousness, you are on a journey. I know it don't sound popular. It's not what you want to hear, but you're really on life journey. You're really, really on life journey. This scripture here talks about the Lord going on a journey. It says here in verse 19. But a good man is not at home. He is going on a long journey. He's taking a bag of money with him. He's going on a long journey. It's what we doing while he's on that journey. As the Lord was called, went back up to heaven. He gave commission for men to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say nothing about going into all the world to get rich. He didn't tell everybody to go get a million dollar ministry and try to be like this body and try to be like this body. He said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. And he that believe it and is baptized, the saying shall be saved. He that believe it not shall be damned. It's just that simple. Well, all of them was given a journey. All of them were given a journey to follow what God has told them to do. Everybody in life is given options while they on their journey. Some people was going down the roadway, they're on their journey to the wrong, doing the wrong thing, going to the wrong place. And some of them wind up having an experience with God on their life journey, and their journey and direction has changed. Their journey and direction has changed as God got involved with them on their journey. See, it's not you getting involved with God, it's God getting involved with you. We got a little backwards. We think we're doing God a favor. Amen. 
You know, I'm gonna get involved with God. No, 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 no. You ain't getting involved with God. It's God is gonna get involved with you on your journey. While you journey down life's highway, God is gonna get involved in your journey like he did Paul. He's gonna do the same thing with you. He's gonna get involved in your journey. He's gonna get connected to your journey if you let him. You get connected when God get connected with you. That's how you get connected to God. You don't get connected. It's not a thing of, oh, it's not that you do it yourself. The Bible said that he got to draw you. That's right. The Lord got to draw you for this journey in life. Some people have made the wrong decisions on the journey of life and lost out totally with God. Died in their sins with no hope of repentance. But in life journey, there's choices that can be made. That's why when you're on your journey, I want you to hear this. While you're on your journey, you can't let people detour you. You can't let people misjudge your information and twist up your words and cause you to detour your, your journey to try to fix it. Got to be careful while you're on a journey. You got to be careful when you're walking with God that God will allow you to achieve your goal, but you got to be listening, willing to listen to God as he directs your step. The Bible said a good man, uh, what, what, what does the scripture say about a good man? A good man was ordered, except for ordered by the Lord. However, however, we're on a journey. The good, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He orders their steps while they're on life journey. Because everybody's on a journey, and it's going to come to an end at everybody was on, on, on that life journey. And if you really read the Bible, there were people that lived in 900, 600, 500, 700 years. They lived hundreds of years on that journey. And when the expiration of that journey was up, that was it. They had all those years to accomplish what they were given to do, whether they did it or not. And then they stand before God and give account. The Bible says, "What pointing out the man wants to die after this the judgment. They all have to give account for what they did on their journey. Let's move on. Let's go to First Kings. Let's run over to First Kings real quick. First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 7. Listen to this. Listen to this. And the angel of the Lord came again at the second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat, because the journey is too great for thee. I'll read it again. And the angel of the Lord touched him again the second time and uh, and touched him the second time. Wait, wait, wait. Again, the second time, and touched him and said, "Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee." Interesting. This verse shows you something. Now, if I showed you first a number of things. Number one, Elijah. Elijah was sleeping. The angel came by and touched him and woke him up and told him, you need to eat some more food because the journey you're going is too great for your natural body. 
your natural body will not be able to sustain this journey the way it is. You need to eat some more. You need to eat some more because the journey that you're going on is too great for you. I want you to understand something about what God was telling Elijah and he's telling a lot of people today. The journey that you're going to go on and that you're on in life is too great for you. You need to be in tune with the Spirit of God. You need to be walking with God. You need to know what the will of God is for your life while you're on life journey. The angels touched Elijah and told him that the journey was too great for him, that he had to get up and eat again. Y'all ain't hearing me. The angel told the man of God he had to get up and eat again so he would have the strength in his body to make the journey. And a lot of us don't have the strength in our body to make the journey. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. A lot of people don't have the strength in their natural body to make the journey that God put them on. They're not eating properly. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. Y'all not hearing me today. They're not, they don't have the power in their body. They don't have the strength in their body to make the journey that God put them on. And in this life that we live for God, we are on a journey that does require spiritual strength to sustain. In the midst of the storm and attack from the devil, we need spiritual strength. Our natural ability need to be nourished as well that we can get the job done and achieve the end of the journey. Elijah had to eat again. Life's journey. Elijah had to eat again. You got the Bible tells us to eat the whole scroll. We got to eat all of the word of God. We need to be nourishing God's word. We need to be able to stand the storm through God's word. We got to put on a breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. We need to pick up the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith to fight a good fight. Then you told Elijah to get up, stop sleeping. Some of us are sleeping, you know. Some of us are spiritually sleeping. Oh, yes, we are. We'll go to church and go to sleep. The preachers start preaching or teaching, and we go right to sleep. You need to wake up and get some spiritual food. You need to get on that journey that God called you to get on and get the job. Don't stop wasting time. Stop wasting time. You got to get on the journey and move as God move and breathe as God breathe and get the job done. Connect with God like this. You got to connect with God. You got to connect with God. You got to connect. There you this. The angel knew exactly what Elijah was. The angel was sent by God to make sure Elijah ain't did you hear me? The angel of God was sent to make sure Elijah ate for his journey. Oh, y'all hear me. The Lord sent the angel to make sure Elijah was fed properly that he could go do the distance. Amen. Oh, y'all hear me today. That's why we ain't making the journey because we can't go the distance. We don't have the energy. We don't have to get up and go. Amen. Oh, we don't have it today. We don't have that get up and go to do the journey no more. We don't have that strength to get up and go no more. We all like to tired. Oh, oh. 
you stand before God, God's going to say, why didn't you complete your journey? You'll tell him some lie. I was so tired, but you didn't eat and fill yourself on the word of God. You didn't fill yourself spiritually on the word of God and strengthen yourself in the word of God to get the job done. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. You got to strengthen yourself in the word of God. Amen. That's it. The Bible said eat the whole scroll. You got to eat the whole word of God, not some. I, ain't, I didn't come to make you feel good. I come to tell you the truth. You got to stay on the journey that God give you and you got to obtain the completion of that journey. But you got to eat. Elijah had to get up and eat again. If he failed to get up and eat again, he surely would have failed that journey because it was too great. You see, along the journey that God sends us on and allows us to go down that highway of life. Many things are going to take place. Many attacks from the enemy are going to come. That's why God wanted Elijah to get up and eat so he could complete his journey, that he would have the strength to complete his journey. A lot of people get on this journey of life thinking it's a joke. They, oh, I'm saved. I'm now. He come on, 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 whatever. And they shot me jumping around, dressed and looking good, but they have not spiritually ate. And they will not succeed on this journey. They will fail, sure as my name is Bernard. If you haven't eaten the word of God, you're going to fail. You're not going to be saved. I don't know how these people running around talking about they saved and don't, don't read the word of God. Don't study the word of God. I don't know what kind of salvation you got. You ain't on God's journey. Amen. There's no way. There's no way. I don't care what nobody says. Don't come telling me you say and you never take time to read your Bible. You never take time to pray. You never take time to seek the face of God. You never take time to sit down and listen to the word of God. Oh, let me clear something up here this afternoon. A lot of people, what they're doing now, you know, you know, since the world, what a lot of people doing now, since most of the people still home, now what they're doing is, what they've been doing is, they'll turn on an online service for their church and walk away, play with their kids, cook dinner, forget about the message because it's on, so it'll show that they are, they, they attending the service. And they're only deceiving themselves, letting the devil rip them off from being fed for the journey. That's what's happening. That was revealed to me when I was speaking with someone and they told me this is exactly what's going on. And it's a fact. People turn on a TV service. They may turn on this broadcast and walk away, go play with their kids, uh, do all this other stuff. It's not church to them because they're not in the building. That's the excuse. Amen. The word of God is going to accomplish that what it was sent out to do. That's right. Amen. It's not going to return to God void. Amen. You are on life journey, and why you on life journey? This scripture tells us we have to eat and be filled. We need to be filled with God's love. We need to be filled with God's power. You can only do that through His Word. You only get to know what God's love is through His Word. Speaking in tongues and jumping in the church is not God's love. That's not God's love. Anybody can speak in tongues. I can, if I know how to speak Spanish, you want me to tell you something? I know how to speak Spanish. I could go in the American church, black church, and start speaking Spanish and raise my hand. I could be cussing them out. They don't even know I'm speaking Spanish. They're going to say, oh, you're speaking in tongues. No, no, no. See, you don't. <laughs> speaking in tongues is the spirit to give utterance. But man is giving his own utterance. That's right. That's right. You got to, the Bible says we got to be smart. 
wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We got to know what the word of God say. We got to move as the spirit of God move. Hallelujah. Elijah had to be awoken by the angel to get up and eat because the journey was too great for him. He wasn't going to make it. The angel knew it. God knew it. But guess what? The only person didn't notice was Elijah. The devil knew it. The angel knew it. And God knew it. But Elijah had no idea that, that, that the journey that God had him on was too great for him in the natural. Sometimes it's going to be your spiritual man that carry you over while you're fasting, that's going to carry you through your trial and your test because your flesh is too weak. It's weak, it's weak, it's weak. It leans on man. Journey. Let's move on. Journey. Let's go to Kings, First Kings chapter 18 and verse 27. First Kings chapter 18, verse 27. Listen to this. Listen to this. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he's talking or he's pursuing or he's on a journey or pre-adventure he's sleeping and most be awakened is talking about is God that these people were serving. So he said, he turns around and about to talk about Baal, people serving Baal. Listen to this. He said, and it came to pass, uh, 1 Kings 18, 27, and it came to pass that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he's talking or he's pursuing or is he in a journey free adventure? He's sleeping. And must be awoken. Listen to this. These people worship idol. They were on life journey. And they idol what they God. They had so many idols. And so many gods. They served Baal. They served this. They, all countries got their statues. That Oh yes they do. All countries got statues that they worship. Do you know they have statues that they worship here? Those monuments, oh, they worship all that. Don't know the country they worship that stuff too in that country. So Elijah mocked them and said, Hey, hear the God cry out to him. He'll help you. Wait a minute. Is your God on a journey? Is your God sleeping? Maybe he's talking to somebody on the phone and ain't got time to listen to you. That's up. Look at that verse. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he's talking or pursuing, or he's in a journey or pre-adventure. He's sleeping and must be awoken. Life journey. This verse shows us about what you and who you are serving. Amen. They were serving Baal, going down bells, nowhere to but hell's journey. That's something. They were all going down bells' journey. And then Elijah said to them, Hey, 
Because now they was testing who God was real, who was the real God. That's that you really read the whole passage of scripture. You're going to see that they was, they was, Elijah was putting them to the test to prove who God was. So he said to them, hey, he the God, cry aloud. Maybe he's talking. If we were to say it today, maybe he's on the phone talking to one of his homeboys. Maybe he's talking to one of his demon friends. And he's talking to them, and he can't hear you. Free adventure. He's on a journey. Oh, free adventure. He's sleeping. You got to wake him up. The thing about the living God, he don't slumber and he don't sleep. Amen. The Bible said God is a spirit, not a statue. That's why I keep telling people, take those crosses down of your walls and of your neck. That's idolatry and an abomination before God. We worship idols and talk about praise God. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say do? Hello? Amen, amen, amen. I'm serious. You see all the preachers, I know they don't like me. I don't care. They got the change in their pocket walking around in a swing. That's idolatry. Jesus Christ is not on no cross. He's been off a cross. He's sitting on the right hand of God. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. They walk around with all these church crosses. I don't know what journey they're on. They're preaching the gospel, but with a big chain around their neck to prove that they're a bishop. Continue to follow that mess. And watch, you get judged by God for doing adultery. And God can't stand our adultery. Okay? So the verse, Elijah is telling them, wake your God up. You on a journey with him, wake him up. You might fall and hurt yourself on your journey. You serving a God that's sleeping on you. I mean, this sounds, you know, not him. But I don't care. You supposed to be on God's journey and wide awake by God. The angel and the other pastor scripture had to wake up Elijah. Here, Elijah is telling them to wake up their God. Amen. See, our God liveth. He reigns. The Lord Jesus Christ reigns. He's not on a cross. That's why I don't wear no crosses. Even when I go into a building, I'm soon not going to have no cross. I'm going to walk in on the way you come over what? To talk about the cross of Calvary? It wasn't a cross. It was a tree. It was a tree. It was a tree. That's just dumb. Not a cross. The thing is this. Jesus Christ was hung on a tree. The Bible said in the scripture, "Cursed be every man that hangeth on a tree." He was hung. He was hung. He was hung in on that cross out the nail to the cross outside of the city. What journey are you on? What journey are you taking in life? Amen. Real gospel means real gospel and tell people the truth. About the journey on. Let's move on. Let's go to Mark chapter 6. 
Bow your head for a moment. Let me pay for those on the TV broadcast. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to touch every living soul watching this TV broadcast right now. Save, deliver, and make free. Break every yoke in their life. I claim victory in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 6, verse 8. Let's look, look at that verse. Listen to this. And commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no scrap, no bread, no money in their purse. I'll read it again. And commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no scrap, no bread, no money in their bread, in their purse. <laughs> not today. Not today. They're not going to do that. In this passage of scripture, the Lord is telling, don't take nothing but a staff with you because I am going to provide for you on that journey. You know why? One of the reasons why the Lord said that? Because he didn't want them to be loaded down and burdened down. Have you ever traveled? Listen to this. Have you ever traveled and not realizing you took too much stuff with you? <laughs> you took too much food on your trip. You took too much clothes on your trip. Now you weighed down and you you want to get rid of it now. And you can't. That's why the Lord told him, only take your staff. That means the Lord was going to provide their clothes. The Lord was going to provide their food. And the Lord was going to provide their lodging. And the Lord was going to provide their money. Because they had to eat. They had to wear clothes. They couldn't wear the same clothes all, all the time on their journey. See, the thing about this, beloved, when you're on God's journey, you got to stay on his path. You got to stay within his boundaries. You got to do what God say do. You got to do it the way God say do it. I never forget the revival. Excuse me, it wasn't even a revival. Uh, um, they would have, well, I think it was a revival. And I was invited to go down to Virginia Beach. The Lord already dealt with my spirit that I was going to preach one night. I didn't say nothing. See, when God called you, you don't have to go out there and say, God told me to preach tonight. No, 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 no. When God truly calls you, you do not have to open your mouth. God will open the door for you. You just be prepared. That's what we're supposed to be. The Bible says to be ready to give every man an answer on that account. So you be ready. So what happened was, the pastor came to me and said, Pastor Wells, I want you to preach tonight. Now, mind you, coming down this trip, I didn't have any money. My wife made a statement to me, and uh, we had some pretzels. We had, I'm not gonna lie to you, that's all we had, but actually, we had pretzels. We made a sacrifice and came out to be a blessing to them, and uh, I helped them in service, whatever. And we just really had pretzels. It's just that, I'm telling you, that's what we had. But my wife said, that's all, we're gonna eat in pretzels while we're here. I told her, no, we ain't, because God's gonna provide. I just like that and left it alone and went about my business. And then the night they asked me to come and preach, that night that I was coming to preach, uh, the allergies had messed with my eyes so bad I could hardly see my eye was all puffed up. So I went into the service, the pastor's wife asked me, what's wrong with you? I said, yes, the devil messing with my eye. 
That is the pastor came to me and said, Pastor Mother, I want you to preach tonight. Now I want to hear tell you something about life journey. There was a mother from that church in New York. She came up to me and gave me an old Pentecostal handshake. That $125. I never forgot that. She said, Pastor Wells, I've been waiting to give it to you. I've just been waiting to see you. $125 cash. Don't tell me down life, life highway. God won't meet your need. I told my wife hours before, we're not going to eat pretzels. God is going to provide. God will provide for you. What happens is we wind up like the children of Israel and doubt God's ability. When you want God's highway and life journey, you cannot have doubt rule your life. It'll ruin it. Cause you to miss multiple blessings. What if I said, oh yeah, Maxine, I don't think God is going to make a way for us, so we're going to have to eat our pretzels. No! I know whom I believe. I know what he's capable of doing. I've seen him work. I've seen God's hand. I've seen his provision. I've seen his miracles. There's nothing too hard for God. We make things hard for God through our unbelief. Life journey, we are to live by faith in God. Did you hear me? It's by faith by God. Not by your pocketbook. Not by your wallet. This scripture sums it up. This is what Nesmo's preaching of. They got to make sure they have much money, enough money for this and enough money for that and enough money. <clears throat> this is what the scripture say. Of course, preachers don't live by this today. What are you, nuts? Okay, listen to what the scripture said again. And commanded them that they should only well, take, uh, they, they shouldn't take nothing for their journey, save a staff, so they won't trip, so they have to walk stuff steady. And only, and no scrap, no bread, no money in their purse. Well, I didn't write it. I don't know a preaching town in this country that lives <laughs> I don't know none. I don't know none. And I know a lot of preachers. I don't know none. They're going to make sure they load their pockets up before they go because they may not get an offering. Yeah, the Lord told the, the disciples to go out there with nothing and that he would provide. He would provide their bread, their scrap, their money. He would provide. Isn't that something? The Lord would provide. You know why? Because you're going down his life journey. When you're going down God's journey for your life, he's going to meet your needs. He's going to walk with you. He's going to talk with you. He's going to guide you. If you want to be guided. If you want to talk with him. If you want to fellowship with him. Life journey. Many people going on journey in life, but don't take God with them or don't get on God's journey. The Bible says, I always quote the scripture, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men, the things that God had prepared for them that love them. Oh, we miss it, beloved. We miss it because we don't listen to the voice of God. Amen. We miss 
We miss blessings because we don't listen to the voice of God. You got to get to know God's voice. And one of the greatest ways to know God's voice is through his word. Not just hearing some audible voice, because you got to remember something. In life, there's many voices in the land. You hear voices in your head. You hear yourself thinking. You hear the devil talking. And you got to distinguish who's really talking, you, God, or the devil. <clears throat> but God backs up everything he says in his word. He said, I come that you might have life and more abundantly. And that's so he's really talking about spiritual stuff. Because everything in the spiritual comes in the natural. Everything you in the natural came through the spiritual. That's it. On life journey. Let's move on. Let's go to Mark 631. It's coming. Mark 631 says. Now listen to this. This is the Lord doing. Listen to this. And he said unto them, Come ye selves apart into a different place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. I'll read it again. And he said unto them, Come yourselves apart in a desert place and rest a while, for many were coming and going. And they had no leisure, so much on life journey. These people were following the Lord in the, in the desert. He was out there talking and ministering to them, but he knew something. He knew that these people had been following for a few days, but the problem was they were hearing the word, the spiritual word of God. But he knew that they needed to rest and they needed to eat. And in life journey, you got to rest. And you got to eat. Notice we keep talking about eating. No. Notice we keep talking about food. Natural food and spiritual food. Listen to what this verse says. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place. And what? Rest a while. For they had, for there were many coming and going. They had no leisure so much as to eat. The Lord has to feed us. After service, I'm going to eat. I'm, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to have some yummy food tonight. But the thing here is, in life journey, don't deceive yourself. You have to eat. When you're fasting, you got to fast. You're fasting, you need to fill yourself up with God's word. That's spiritual food to strengthen your inner man. Strengthen your inner man. Feed on the word of God. Of course, if you're depending on what kind of fast you're on, you're going to eat food after a certain hour or whatever. I used to do three-day fasts. Not often. I used to do complete three-day fast. Don't eat nothing for three days. And I used to run a joke on my mother. My mother would cook food, right? And she would think I'll eat it. I'll put it in the freezer and freeze it for another day. Even if she could, everybody know I love to eat. So she thought I would eat my food when I would go on a three-day fast. Some put it in the freezer. Because if I dare smell it, I might eat it. <laughs> if I go like this, I do something like this, I go, oh, I'm going to eat that, baby. I'll be telling God, I'll catch your fast later. Your fast will be done later. I'll kill that food in a minute. But I put it in the freezer. Down life journey. 
while you're on the life journey, you're going to fast. You're going to spend time praying. You're going to spend time waiting on God, not doing your own thing. I've done three-day fast, one-day fast, 50-day consecration, not, not eating for 50 days, but eating after 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock each day. On that 50-day consecration, I'll be doing another one next year by the grace of God. Jesus had the people come and sit down and rest a while. Sometime when you're ministering on in the gospel, Jesus said, sometime you got to rest. I just came back from Florida. Oh, I saw the rest. I really went down for business, but I also had, I want to listen. I want to tell you something. Listen to this. Before I left New York, I had already planned to do my Wednesday night Bible study and my Sunday service. Why? Because God given me the means to do that. Amen. Take my tablet or my laptop. I already have everything online set. And I can take the gospel of Jesus Christ where I go and still minister to people. Are uh, y'all ain't hearing me today? You can take the gospel where you go. Let's stop making excuses. Just imagine me going to Florida and do nothing. And I, I tell everybody, oh, I'm going away. The services are only an hour apiece. There's no way in this world I could have to make an excuse. This is not like 25 years ago, but I went away and I couldn't take my take service with me. I was just going on a vacation. I couldn't go nowhere. I didn't know where to preach nowhere or anything like that unless I did a one-on-one -on -one with someone. But today you can take your tablet, your laptop with you and do a whole service. You may not have a whole crowd. Crowds don't move me anyway. I used to want crowds when I was young. Oh, we had a hundred and thousand people. Sometimes church be empty. Sometimes it be full. So I said, forget it, whatever. Whatever God do, I'm fine. But while I was in Florida, I did get to relax, spend time with my mother, my sister, my brother, my nieces and nephews. They had a nice time. Some got to hear me preach for the first time, I think. And made them words that God gave me for that service in the house. Did service in the house, you know. I was nice. It was nice. <clears throat> but on that journey, the devil tried to act up. Shut the air conditioner off on Sunday. Life journey. God prepares us for life journey. He prepares us to rumble with the devil, plead the blood of Jesus against him. And that's what I did. I said, Satan, the Lord rebuked you. Devil, you're the liar. Get out of that air conditioner. It came back on. I'm not making it up. Now I walked in the door from visiting my friend Pastor George out there in Florida. I mean, it was about 85 degrees in the house. They didn't know what to do. They couldn't get the air conditioner back on. My sister said, it won't work. It won't work. I laughed and said, ah, that's the devil. I said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Never use a liar. The air conditioner came back on. <laughs> no, it didn't get instantly cold, but it got started to get cold. Pull the whole house up. Because you got to know who you're dealing with while you are on life's journey. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Lord. You got to know who you're dealing with. See, I ain't going up there and going to try to fight the devil myself. No. I'm no match for him and I know it. But it's a God in me that's greater than him. Because it's as great as he that's in me than he that's in the world and the devil is in the world. Amen. On life's journey, you got to know who's the boss man. 
Hallelujah. You got to know who's in charge of your life. Hallelujah. You got to know who's in charge of your life on life journey. Ooh, glory. Hallelujah. You got to know. Yeah. I said you got to know who's in charge of your life and life journey. You got to know who's in charge of your life and life journey. The devil is a liar. Don't let him defeat you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You got to know who's in charge of your life and life journey. You got to know the works of the enemy so you can plead the blood of Jesus and rebuke him in Jesus' name and tell him, Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. I'm not lying. I'm not making that up. You got you got you got to know this word. You got to eat the whole scroll. Get to know who God is for you. Amen. You know, Amen. you you want to know what messed up a lot of people on life journey? One of the things that messed up most people on life journey is they depend on their past and not God. I'm serious. I come from a church like that. I would come from a four thousand seated church. The man loved God. Love God. Those people were leaning on him. That's not who we lean on. And he kept trying to tell them, you got to learn how to trust and walk with Jesus for yourself. It went in one ear, came out the other problem, some of them went right over their head. When he died, they died. Because they ain't had no faith to keep their healing. Oh, people get mad at me, I start talking, because it's the truth. You got to walk with God yourself in life journey. Hallelujah. Life journey. No, 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 no. Life journey ain't pretty. Oh, no, 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 no. Life journey ain't pretty. There's no beauty talking about life journey. Life journey ain't pretty because you don't know what you're going to be. There are people in other countries that walk in, in the life journey that God give them and they're going through fighting the devil every single second of the day. They got to go underground just to talk about Jesus. Oh, y'all don't hear me today? They got to go underground just to talk about Jesus. That ain't pretty. Some of them lost their lives. I get emails from one of the uh, programs. In fact, I just read today that 17 missionaries were taken hostage in Haiti after they built an orphanage. You hear me? They just took 17 hostages. That was a missionary from America. I'm telling you, it's not a joke. The devil is a liar. He's out there. When you're on life journey, you got to know who you're on a journey for. And then now you know your redeemer live and that he's going to bring you through safely. I'm serious. That's life journey. Life journey isn't a game. It's not a party. That's why people go to parties shaking themselves all over. And after they leave that party, they the same way they came. A little more drunk, that's all. Amen. A little more lustful, that's all. Life journey. Get on the right journey in life. That journey is with God. Popular? I don't care about popularity. Popularity have never got nobody into a, a heaven. I can't find no way. I never read all kind of books. I ain't seen no way. I just read some heavy books. I just, I'm reading the book of Enoch now. I've read uh, uh, other books. And I don't see nowhere. Nobody got into God's heaven through popularity. It's not a popularity contest. 
and every preacher to try to outdo each other. This not that's not from God. That's from the devil. That's flesh. It's not a popularity contest. I'm not in competition with a soul. The Bible said, "The soul that sinneth it shall die. It shall not carry." And God say, "If you're not on the right journey, you're gonna be lost." That's a fact. You're gonna be you and everybody. If we don't get on, stay on God's journey. We're gonna be lost. Let's move on. There's a song that keep running in my head. It's been since I, I was getting dressed this evening. And that song, and y'all heard me sing that song once again, and I keep coming back and I keep getting to try to sing it a little. So let me sing that famous song. I sound like a frog. <laughs> but I like to joke around, but it's true. <clears throat> I'm not a singer. Um, by now, everybody knows that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this song is pertaining to today's message. And it keep coming back to me. Now, listen, just listen to the word. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Y'all heard me sing this before. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. You know, I had a little thing to it. I said, oh, Lord, I need you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord. I want you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. <clears throat> help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Oh, Lord. I need you to help me. Help me in my living. Help me in my talking. Oh, Lord, I need you to help me. Help me in my living. Help me in my talking. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. That song is true while we're on life journey. I know I'm not a great singer, but it's true from my heart that we really need God to help us in our living and our talking and help us on our journey as we go down life journey each day. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, and it reads as follows. <clears throat> Train up a child <clears throat> in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. I'll read it again. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. 
That verse tells us a lot about us. How you were raised is how you gonna go. How you raise your children is how they gonna go. I've seen parents curse, swear, and threaten from their children. I've seen children minute their parents curse, swear, and threaten. Because they seen their parents go do that. They heard their parents do that. When a boy sees his father beating upside his mother's head, either he hates his father or want to be like him. Did you hear me? When a boy sees his father beating up his mother, either he's going to hate that man with a passion or he's going to want to be like him. Y'all ain't hearing me today. This is life journey. How we raise our children reflects on their life. If you curse this way and gambling and doing all this other stuff, and women prostituting themselves, have another man in their house every night, what do you expect your daughter's going to do? They're going to pick up your nasty spirit. They're going to pick up your nasty, unclean spirit in the journey of life and do what you do. Or they're going to hate your guts. Oh, it's just the truth. There's only two. They're going to love you or hate you. I often talk about my father. My father wasn't the nicest guy in the world. I'm not going to hit you. He never was abusive to me, but he was a bad guy. He wasn't a good guy. But he told me from his own mouth, Bernard, if anybody's going to be good in his family, it's going to be you. That's what he told me. I respected him for that. The rest, I don't know about. But when we train about children in the way, you got to understand something. The scriptures are train up a child in the way it should go. That's the thing. Which way should your child go? You got to find out life journey. That's why you got to get on a journey with God. When you get on a journey with God, you'll be able to direct that child in the right path. I'm serious. There's many, many, many millions of single mothers. Millions of them. Of all races. I know they try to play the number that mostly black women are, are the single mothers, but that's really a lie. They just get, they don't have to keep the ball rolling. They're single mothers of every race. Every culture. Some to honor, some to dishonor. But how they raise their children without a father. It's difficult to get those children on the right path. But I'm a two-parent home. It's difficult. Amen. But you got to go down my journey and take God as they fall. Life journey. Life journey consists of obedience. Life journey consists of direction, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Get on God's journey. Amen, amen. People focus about many things about uh, I want a good job. I want to make a lot of money. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. I was watching a movie. And the guy told the girl, I think it was a movie or something. He told us the girl liked him and all. Uh, oh, no, no, it was a video. It wasn't a movie. And the girl uh, was supposed to be loving him. And she said, 
Oh, you're going to give me the life I want. I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to have money. I want this, all this stuff. So the guy told him, well, he was going to take over his father's restaurant and he was going to have you have all the money. Get a nice car. Get it this. Get it that. He went to the army, came back, lost both his legs. Now she's finding somebody else that could do that for her. Little did she know, regardless if he lost his legs or not, he was going to become super rich. And he did. But now here she come, the other guy dumped her. She come knocking on his door. How you doing? How you know before when he was with no with no legs? She didn't want him. Amen. Life journey. She didn't want him. He was Amen. a burden. Now he got some technology. He got what they have uh, magnetic legs, or however they call them, or metal legs, or whatever. He's able to move around, and and he became real famous with his business and rich, wealthy. But what happened now? She comes. She got nothing. Life journey sends people your way that way. That's why you got to take on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. I'm telling you, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. You got to go prepared. That life journey. Because there's people all over that are messy. They'll do their best to tear you down. There's somebody the devil got out there to tear you down. But you got to go down life highway prepared. You got to take the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. You Amen. got to take this world. Just, I'm going to tell you, you got to take that world. That's why the scripture said, eat the whole road. Don't be half-stepping. Amen. Stop half-stepping with God and live for God. Ask God to direct your path. Ask God to show you which way to go. Ask God. You know what? When I was younger, the Lord used to give me a scripture. He used to get on my nerves. I'm not going to lie to you. I would just get upset. Every time I met somebody. And we start talking. I thought this is gonna be my friend. And the Lord, the Lord, I throw that scripture right up in front of me. And say, be sure you're my friend. Make sure that they're your friend. Go home to yourself and make sure you're a friend. I would get upset because I know what it meant. The person wasn't my friend. They were really my enemy. And it turned out they were my enemy. Amen. So, beloved, over the last fifty something years, I've had the same. I think five or six friends. Same people. All those years. Very close past the friends, too. But I'm telling you about friends, friends. Five. Now, during that five, I went through thousands. Some of us are quick to call somebody our friend. Life journey takes you through the world with multitudes of people of all kind of nationality and all kind of spirit. Life journey. I want to tell you something. Every white man isn't a racist. Every black man isn't dumb. Because you can't judge a book by its cover. You can't judge a person based off their skin color. You got to listen to them talk, watch how they act, and watch how they live. Because they're going to tell on themselves sooner or later anyway. Amen. I've, been, I've been through it many times. That's why sometimes the Bible tells us to study, be quiet, and observe what's going on around you. Life journey is wonderful when you're going down God's journey because God gives you perks along the road, Amen. bless you with different things along yes, the road. Yeah. You know what? My wife often calls me spoiled. Uh, she started calling me spoiled, and I never could understand what she was talking about. She said, you spoil you. Get the stuff that you want, blah, blah, blah. 
You're spoiled. I'm like, I ain't spoiled. Look at this. I want to move into a house. Blah, 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 blah. But when I think about it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, beloved. I got things, I got some things that people don't. I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not talking about wealth and all that other stuff. I don't have all that. But I have things that other people wish they had. But God blessed me to have them. And there's people that got blessed with stuff that I wish I had. And I'm just happy for that. In life journey we walk. That's why the scripture says train up a child in the way it should go when it only would not depart. That's the same thing with a pastor training people in his church. It is the job of a pastor to train the people in the way they should walk with God. Amen. But he don't know how to walk with God. He can't tell you. Amen, amen. If he don't know how to serve God, he can't tell you. If he don't know nothing about holy living, he can't tell you that because he ain't holy. Holy people talk about holy living. Unrighteous people talk about unrighteous stuff. Don't you know what the prosperity preachers preach about? What do they preach about, Maxine? Money. That's right. That's all they preach about because that's all they know. That's all they know is money. But they're so dumb and so blind, so ignorant. That's right. I'm calling them dumb and blind and ignorant, every one of them. You know why? Because the Bible tells us that wealth can come from God by your obedience to the word, not you ripping people off. Amen. The Bible says thou will find good success when you walk with God. He can make success come. You know, don't need to be millionaire. You can be successful in your life. You'll walk with God. A fellowship with your family and God. A lot of things that God has for us. Let's move on. Let's run over to Acts chapter 22. This is an interesting story. Acts 22. Acts chapter 22 and verse 6. <clears throat> And it reads as follow. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come night unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone a light from heaven, shone from heaven a great light round about me. Let me read it again. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come night unto Damascus about noon, Suddenly, there shone from heaven a great light round about me. This is about Saul when he became converted to Paul. Paul was on his journey to Damascus to arrest all the people that called themselves Christians or anybody that was Christ-like that followed the Lord Jesus Christ. He was on his journey to go. Listen to this. Saul was on his journey. To do the devil's bidding. Isn't that something? Saul was on his journey to do the devil's bidding. And why he was on the road to Damascus on his journey? The creator of journeys met him on the road. Amen. I said the creator of journeys met him there on that road. And the man never been the same. Why? Because there's something about when the Lord steps in your path, something takes place. 
When the Lord steps in your path, your life will never be the same when you wind up on God's journey in life. Things will change. He said, in all my ways, acknowledge him, and he what? Well, will direct your path. Life journey. Saul was on a journey to Damascus to arrest everybody that called themselves Christians. Of Christ, like people that were following Jesus of, uh, of Nazareth. And he met the man himself. Hmm. The king of journey and the king of glory stopped him on his way, in his tracks. And you know what he said to him? He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And so Saul turned around and looked up and said, who art thou, Lord? He knew who he was. Said, I'm Jesus, Turkey. You trying to persecute me when you persecute my people. That's why I'm telling you something. When you're on God's journey, you're on his journey. Not your own. And he's going to look after you. Amen. That's why you got to trust him and abide within the word of God. Amen, amen. Allow God to fight your battles. Allow God to make ways out of no way for you. Allow God to bring deliverance you. He's capable of doing it. Saul was on his journey to Damascus to do de devil's work. That's the thing about God. That's the thing about God and his journey. Yeah. That was the stepping point. Listen to this. Saul was on his journey thinking he's doing what he's supposed to do for God. And he stayed that one step, yeah. that horse went across that step into the journey of God. That's something. All along, all around that job, he was on. Until he got to that place, going into Damascus, once that horse stepped his foot into that, that, that zone, he stepped into the God zone. And his life was never the same. Let's Amen. move on. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22. We just about finished this. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 21. Excuse me, Jackson, I'm sorry. Uh, Genesis chapter 24, excuse me. Listen to this. And the man wondering at her tells his peace whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Let's read it again. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous. That's us. That's us. Sometimes we got to step back and think whether the Lord had made our journey prosperous. Whether we have been on a journey for the Lord. Whether we've been going our life highway. And the journey that we've been doing is a journey for the Lord. 
We got to sometimes think to make sure we go in the right direction. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You got to make sure sometimes you go in the right direction. You go in the right path. You're on the right journey. And this man had to stop whether or not to find out that God had made his way prosperous. And that's us. We want to be prosperous in what we do. And I'm not talking about money. We want God to have our life prosperous and our home. You know what? God is the God of home, first of all. And you want God to allow your home to be peaceful and prosperous. But you know the devil likes to bring relatives and family to get caught up in your, 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 your uh, home and cause confusion between you and your spouse and different things and coming and meddle with your children. You got to watch it. You got to watch people. On life journey, you got to watch people. The Bible said watch and pray on life journey. You got to watch people and pray at all times. Pray over your children as well. Pray over your spouse. Where they go to work. What kind of stuff be going on? You got to pray. But the scripture here says, and the man wondering at how held his beast to wit whether the Lord made his journey prosperous or not. And I'm going to tell you something. At the end of the day, you need to know that. You need to know whether or not you are prospering in what you're doing before God. Amen. You need to know whether or not God is in what you're doing. That's why in life, oh my goodness, in life journey, you got to make sure you're right with God. You got to make sure you're doing what God said do. You see, cause some people get excited about big churches and big buildings and thousands of people, and that may not be what God wants them to do. They please some people. God may want them to travel and evangelize, but somebody told them, you should stay here and, and just uh, uh, take over, look after this church because it's nice and big. The money is good and all that stuff. And God said, I didn't tell you to do that. Life journey. Make sure the road you on is not leading to Damascus, but leading you to glory. You got to understand that God don't change. He said, I am the Lord thy God that changeth not. Amen. He don't change, beloved. He don't change. Making sure the life you live is prospering spiritually. Because see, if your life's prosperous spiritually, it'll come into the physical. And that's Amen. not money. It could be health or gazillion things. I'm so sorry. The world, the church today is just like the world. They focus on wealth. Wealth, 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 money, 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 money. Ministries take money. I know my money, my ministry does. I have to pay for all this stuff. However, I just trust God. Some people give, some people don't. I'm not going to pull my hair out. I'm going to lean on God and wait on it. The whole thing is, our whole focus is supposed to be life journey. First in the spirit and then it come into the natural. This is why we have to eat the whole word of God. So we know what we should do on life journey and how we should respond to that. Let's move on. All right, let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Everybody knows that verse that I know. Everybody knows that famous verse. Oh, hold on. The prosperity preaching. Everybody knows this verse. Everybody, everybody. It makes everybody feel good. Everybody, I even got a mark in my back. Everybody know this verse. 
Oh, everybody love this one. Jeremiah 29 and 11, King James Version said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Okay, let's read it again. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Did you hear that? The Lord already knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you, but I want to tell you something. Do you know what the Lord's thoughts are to you? See, the Lord said he knows what his thoughts are, but do you know what his thoughts are to you? The Lord knows the thoughts he has for you, but do you know? And what are your thoughts towards the Lord? What are your thoughts towards the Lord? What are they? What is your thoughts towards the Lord? Look at that verse. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. What do you think towards the Lord? Do you doubt the Lord? Do you believe him? Do you know that he's capable? What are your thoughts? Everybody quote that scripture. But well, what are your thoughts towards the Lord? A life highway and the journey of life. What are your personal thoughts? Not your church thoughts. Not your pastor's thoughts. Not your husband, your wife. Thoughts. What are your thoughts? Amen. Towards the Lord. And then it goes on to say, thoughts of peace. Do you have thoughts of peace of your relationship with God? Do you have thoughts of peace with your relationship with God? In other words, are you at peace with God? Do your, do your thoughts convict you and condemn you that you ain't living right? That you're faking it, you're still shocking. You're still committing adultery and you're fornicating, having sex before marriage and still saying praise the Lord behind it, you're dummy. Amen. Repent of your sins. The Bible tells us in Revelation in 21 and 8, all fornicators are going to be turned into the lake of fire. I didn't write it, it's in there. So it said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say of the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil. He don't have evil thoughts to you. He don't want you to be lost. The devil put all kinds of thoughts in your head to make you feel defeated. Well, I have, I have to break it to you. I hate to tell you this, but salvation is in the field. So when the devil try to make you feel bad, let him know, devil, you're a liar. My salvation ain't based off my emotions. You got to let him know that. You got to remind him. He knows, but you need to remind him. So the scripture goes on and says, and I'm not of evil. I like the last part the most. To give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. But the whole thing with this scripture is, do you know what kind of end you want? That's something. The Lord wants to give you an expected end. But do you know what kind of end journey you want? That's something to think, that's something to think about, beloved. Do you know what journey then you want? What do you want? What kind of end journey do you want? What kind of end do you want when you reach the bottom of your journey? What kind of what kind of end do you want? Amen. What kind of end do you want? What is it? What what is it you're looking for? I spoke to one of my relatives while I was in Florida and asked them. They have a nice little testimony what God is doing for them. And I asked them, "What is it you want from God?" Ask them, "What do you want from God?" 
And when I asked them that, they told me what they want from God. I said, well, you need to ask God, what does he want from you now? See that? He need to ask God what he wants from him. That's like he telling God what he wants from him. He gave, you know, God, you ask God what you want, what God wants him to do. An expected end. God wants to give us all an expected end, but the problem with that is most people don't know what they want. I'll tell you something else. If what you want ain't meeting up with this word, you definitely ain't getting it from God. That's a fact. The devil will give you anything you want. But when it comes down to the eternal things of God, if it's not meeting up with what this Bible say, you're not going to get it from God. God don't go outside or work outside of his word. In life journey, we have to stay on the path of righteousness. We have to be obedient for the sake of God's word. That we can obtain eternal life. Ah, that's how they excited. But it's a fact. The expected end that we want should be eternally God, not damnation. If there's anybody here today that don't know the Lord is your personal Savior that's listening to this broadcast or watching it, I would like to pray a repentance prayer with you. Get your life right with God. I can't save you. Your mama can't save you. Your brother can't save you. Jesus can save you. Bow your head and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Help me to walk life journey according to your word. Save me right now. Come into my life, my heart. Save me right now. In Jesus' name. I accept, oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, also tell the Lord that you accept them as your personal Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call from your heart, pray from your heart, we'll save you. Don't thunder, no lightning. See, it's good for you. People see it sometimes. Yeah. Now listen. You can visit our website, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org and you can click on uh, you can click on a testimony page to leave a testimony, a prayer request phrase, and get sent us a prayer request. We'll pray along with you. And you can also become a part and help us with, with, with the ministry. Now, we have Bible study on Wednesday night right here and Wednesday night, and you can come and watch us. Those of you, those are the people that watch the TV broadcast, they, they don't see the uh, Bible study. But those of you that watch it, you can catch us at the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated on YouTube. We also on Twitter, but sometimes Twitter acts up. All right, I will see you Wednesday evening at 8.15. I'm looking for my pen name. I'm something around here. Okay, I will see you Wednesday evening by the grace of God at 8.15 on Sunday night. Be blessed and stay on God's journey.